Two Texan receivers are ranked in the top 24 in the most recent batch of ADP. Should Nico Collins be behind Tank Dell in ADP? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can follow her work at Pro Football Focus, uh, Behind the Steel Curtain, and Yahoo. On today's show, we are discussing the most recent batch of Dynasty ADP, courtesy of, your, courtesy of our friends at Dynasty League Football. We're going to talk about wide receivers today, Kate, and I want to start with these two Texan receivers, Tank Dell, wide receiver 21, Nico Collins, wide receiver 22. Yeah, Tank Dell coming out of this was my biggest surprise, wide receiver 21, as you mentioned. And I got to say, this was a pleasant surprise as well as a biggest surprise. It wasn't a bad surprise. Sometimes surprises aren't always great. But no, I'm all about Tank Dell at wide receiver 21. No wide receiver in NFL history has ever exceeded 700-plus receiving yards at his height and weight as a rookie. Broke the NFL record for most receiving yards per game in a season at that height and weight. Uh, tied the NFL record for most touchdowns in a season at that size with seven. And he did in 11 games compared to Stephen ba uh, Baker Baker uh, of the Giants in 1988, who did it in 16 games. What? Marcus, like, what a Tank Dell literally broke history there is there's no comp for tank dell and i think that is what makes him my biggest and most pleasant surprise in this batch of dynasty adp because i gotta say dynasty managers we can be a little fickle right when we don't have comps when we don't have comparisons to uh you know not just size and weight but the the type of production we're seeing when we don't have a player to to reference and see what was the trajectory of this guy for real uh over a sustained career we don't have that for tank dell so to see people buy into tank dell after this incredible rookie season i gotta say i'm happy for the guy and i mean it, the tape speaks for itself like it, size is not an issue when you are at as dominant on the line of scrimmage as tank dell is when you're able to generate separation with the nuanced route running that he has. I mean, he runs routes like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a guy that's also much bigger than his size, but smaller than his size. He's just, he's an, an incredible route runner. The way that he's able to generate space, especially in short yardage situations, it's going to help him continue that, that touchdown production immensely. I'm all in on Tank Dell, and I'm happy to see the Dynasty community seems to be as well. There's only a few players in Dynasty leagues that when you talk about them, like my eyes start to tear up a little bit. I mean, and you know the guys by now. Like, it's Sam Laporta, it's Tank Dell, it's Dalton Kincaid. 
I mean, Tank is one of those guys. Like, I, I, I want Tank Dell. Not only in my real life football team, I was furious that my real life team didn't draft him, but also in my dynasty league because number one, he's good, and number two, he's a lot of fun to watch. And I think, listen, one of the reasons that we play fantasy football is because we like watching football. We want to have guys on our team that we like to watch and root for. And for me, Tank Dell is one of those guys. So I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to talk about Tank Dell because I'm, I, I just irrationally like him. Having said that. I am surprised that he is being drafted ahead of Nico Collins on average in dynasty leagues, because believe it or not, they are actually the same age. Uh, and Nico was the far more productive receiver this year. Even when both of them were healthy, Nico missed some games at the end of the year, uh, but he was over 1300 total yards from scrimmage. He scored eight touchdowns. We saw him in the playoff game against Cleveland. Just go absolutely wild. Six for 96 in the touchdown. As much as I love Tank Dell, I, I'm, uh, my biggest surprise is that Nico in, is behind him. And not only is Nico behind him, but I'm I'm shocked that Nico is not significantly ahead of him. I think that's very fair. Uh, but I also think just get both. This is one of these wide receiver duos on the same team that if I have both of these guys on my dynasty rosters and Based on where Tank Dell was drafted in rookie drafts, there's a real possibility that you might have both of these guys on oh, your yeah. roster. I have both Tank Dell and Nico Collins on the same roster in a couple of teams, and it's because I was able to draft Tank Dell, believe it or not, in the fourth, fifth rounds of my rookie drafts because of that height-weight combo, despite the fact that he was the most productive wide receiver in the FBS in his final two seasons at Houston. That didn't matter because people saw the height and the weight and they were scared. So the good thing is you might be in a position where you could have both. And I'm going to be honest, Marcus, I don't think that's a bad idea. This is an offense that I want all of the pieces yes. for. And if I had both of them on my teams, both of them are locks for my lineup week in a week out. I agree. I want both of these players and, we mentioned that they're close to each other in ADP. I'm I'm shocked that both of them are being drafted outside of the top 20, but inside the top 25, which to me, I know that's not a big difference, but to me, that just makes them so much more attainable in a trade if you want to go out and get them. And I know that the probably the best answer here is to choose one and bet on one because the, the likelihood of both of these guys on a quote-unquote hitting is probably low. But we already saw it this year with a rookie quarterback. Like they can both thrive in this offense because of CJ Stroud. And I listen, as good as CJ Stroud is right now, I can only imagine that he's going to get better, especially with the offensive line. Like I think the offensive line is just going to get so much better in the next couple of years. I'm perfectly fine going out and trying to acquire both of these guys. My only question for you. So obviously you mentioned that, you're surprised Nico Collins isn't significantly further ahead in dynasty startup ADP than tank Dell. Where do you think he falls in dynasty rankings right now? And what wide receivers, you know, maybe ranked technically ahead of him in startup ADP. Would you be okay swapping one for one for Nico Collins? I'd rather have Nico. But like, where do you cut it off? Where do you cut it off? Like what Devonta Smith or Nico Collins? Okay. Well, now you're you're stealing one of my guys from my other segments who we'll get to in a little bit, but Nico, T I mean, honest, 
Honestly, you're just Nico Collins. You're gonna keep doing this, and it's gonna be Nico almost the whole time for me, Nico. <laughs> so I don't just fill in the blank, Nico, and you'll take Nico. Basically, fill in the I mean, I to me, like where it gets tough is like <laughs> Chris Olave. Which, uh, for our everydayers, you'll know Marcus not super big on Chris Olave. He's a even though I'm a big fan of his game, I'm just not a fan of his fan of his game, but a little tenuous on his current value in Dynasty. So for for that additional context, like that that kind of makes sense. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, real quick, what am I missing on Nico? Like, why why shouldn't he be a top ten, top twelve? dynasty receiver he literally hits everything you want tied to a good quarterback he's young he's big he's athletic and he's productive the only thing that is keeping him down a little bit is because of the last two years of production because he played with davis freaking mills like once he got an actual quarterback he's a star i i don't know what i'm missing i mean i don't think you're missing a whole ton though like i don't i don't think you're missing a lot i think what is especially encouraging for nico collins so again we've been kind of you know, spoiled in recent years in terms of immediate production from young wide receivers, we're kind of forgetting that historically it's been year three that we see guys absolutely explode. And year three is a really good year to evaluate whether or not a wide receiver is going to take that jump and really stick around in the pros. Guess what? Nico Collins, year three, 80 receptions, uh, nearly 1300 scrimmage yards, 16.2 yards per reception, eight touchdowns. I think we have our answer. All right. Let's talk about the biggest value based off the recent batch of ADP on Dynasty League football. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors, has they've got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll, know, uh, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed, guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. I'd like to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up and we're getting deep into the playoffs. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can do live bets. I love live betting football games. It's probably my favorite sport to live bet. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, and you can make parlays in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Kate, after looking at this ADP, who do you think is the best value on the board? This isn't a sexy pick, Marcus, but I do want to shout out my guy, Christian Kirk, who in this batch of Dynasty ADP going as the wide receiver 36. He's 27 years old, has two years left on his deal with the Jaguars. Uh, Before the injury this season, he was on pace for a second consecutive year of 1,100 plus receiving yards, had six plus targets in all but three games this season, ranked 28th as uh, the wide receiver 28 in fantasy points per game over the past two years, Uh, you know, 10 plus fantasy points per game in full PPR out of 18 of 29 games, 15 plus fantasy points and 13 of 29 games played over the last two years. I just think the floor for a guy like Christian Kirk with a quarterback who I'm going to presume is going to be a lot healthier here in the coming season with Trevor Lawrence. And Marcus, the best thing of all is the potential opportunity of Christian Kirk's value as a absolute target hog without Calvin Ridley, who's undoubtedly the biggest question mark here. The Jaguars traded a fourth round pick for Calvin Ridley while he was suspended That escalated to a third-round pick after he outperformed a bunch of incentives this year. Played 60% of snaps, 75-plus receptions, and 1,000 receiving yards. He hit each of those marks to make it a Jaguars third-round pick. If the Jaguars sign him to a contract extension, that escalates further to a second-round pick, which... No way. Absolutely no way. I can't imagine a world where that's the case, where you're going to escalate not just that that draft capital, but also the financials of it all. Like there are, there are two reasons why this team does not have an incentive to sign Calvin Ridley to a long-term deal. And I definitely think, you know, the, the draft pick component that can't be understated on top of that. Like, I mean, the stats are okay for Calvin Ridley, but like you, you watch these games, especially at the end of the season with Jacksonville, him and Trevor Lawrence just never really clicked. And there was always something a little bit missing. Um, I just don't know if it's a great fit. And I don't know if Jacksonville wants to invest even more money into Calvin Ridley, especially considering I think he turns 30 this offseason. Like he's not super, super young. Um, I agree. I, I, Christian Kirk is the best receiver on this team. He mostly plays in the slot. Uh, it was, it was, too bad that he got banged up in that game or, you know, he had the groin injury, was never able to make it quite back. But at wide receiver 36, if Calvin Ridley's not there next year, and even if they bring in somebody else, I'm all in. Like I, he can give you wide receiver two numbers every single week. And he's paired with a good quarterback and I could see his role growing even more. So yeah, I'm all in on Christian Kirk. Yeah, again, not going to be the most high upside option. Like in that range, I think, you know, a lot of what you're shooting for is upside. But if you're trying to build a young roster with a lot of potential uh, and you need some of these guys to stabilize your roster a little bit, if you have a few too many dart throws, you do need to have some of these guys that maybe have a, a slightly lower ceiling but have 
a safer floor. And I think Christian Kirk, especially at that value and the situation, I'm all in. Tell me your best value here in this latest batch. So you went down a little bit to wide receiver 36. I'm actually Mm going to go higher than that because you can still have guys that are values if they're being drafted inside the top 12 or 15, such as Puka Nakua, who is my biggest value. We've talked about Puka, I think it was last week, and I made the argument, I'm not sure why he's not being drafted as a top five receiver in Dynasty, and I think he can go even higher than that. On a recent batch of ADP, he's wide receiver seven, and the guys ahead of him, Garrett Wilson and A.J. Brown, especially Garrett Wilson, I know Garrett Wilson has the draft capital. I know he's a good player. I know he put together back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. But there's no reason at all that Puka should be behind him. I mean, Puka had a huge rookie season, 1,500 yards from scrimmage, six touchdowns. In the playoff game, he might have been the best player on the field. Nine for 181 and a touchdown. And you can just see, like, we were concerned about Cooper Cup eating into his workload. Not the case at all. I mean, Puka is just locked and loaded for like 12, 13, 14 targets a game. I think he should be wide receiver five at worst, and you can make a good argument that he should be even higher than that. So therefore, he's a value. Yep, we're getting spicy. I do. It, it feels every time we're talking about Puka Nakua, I know it, it's kind of interesting because I don't think we've seen the, the trade calculators catch up to Puka Nakua just yet. So for those who are fans of the trade calculators, trade tables, this is probably going to take a little bit of time for these numbers to actually shake out and reflect Puka's true value. But when you look at, again, Puka Nakua versus a guy like Garrett Wilson, the the only edge I think that we're kind of seeing, and again, we kind of go back to the draft prospects and our evaluation, it all comes back to the draft. It comes back to the draft capital, Right. It mm-hmm. comes back to the perception. Maybe you drafted Garrett Wilson as the wide receiver one in that class. You probably did. Um, like there are a lot of things that give Garrett Wilson the edge, but most of them are historical. It, it again comes down to where Garrett Wilson was drafted in the real NFL draft, where you may have invested that rookie draft capital in your own dynasty leagues. None of that's ever going to change, but out of the gate, Puka's already had a better season than we've ever seen from Garrett Wilson. And a lot of that is circumstantial, but part of those circumstances is your evaluation of these players, long-term value for dynasty football. So like we can't overlook those circumstances that are putting Puka in a position to succeed as a top five wide receiver. I'm going to give you something that I it's, I probably overrate this uh, a little bit when it comes to valuing dynasty players. But one thing I think of is, what is the weather in the situation for these teams and the players going to look like when we get to the fantasy playoffs? And for Puka, he's playing in a dome, what, like 13 games out of the year just because of the schedule. Whereas somebody like Garrett Wilson, and we saw it play out this year, like was it week? Yeah. Week 18, they played the Patriots in an absolute blizzard, right? Now it's not, not always going to be that way in the playoffs, but that does matter for me a little bit. Like the numbers are just crazy when it comes to dome stats versus outdoor weather stats. And especially for somebody like Garrett Wilson, who's going to be playing outside with a 40 ish year old quarterback. I would, I, I know that's a crazy reason, but I would just rather have Puka straight up. I mean, all of these, again, all of these sort of little extraneous factors, these play into the long-term value. And I do think that's probably 
an underrated aspect of player evaluation is just where they're playing on a week-to-week basis, having that opportunity to play in a dome consistently or playing a, you know, a division where there are a lot of other teams playing in domes. It's kind of nice, right? It, well, it I mean, like eliminates one fan. extra factor from the equation. You're a Steeler fan. How many bad weather games does Pittsburgh play every year in December and January? Like it's rare that they ever, ever get a good weather game late in the season. And while those are fun to watch for football uh, in real life situations, not necessarily the best for exactly. scoring fantasy points. Absolutely. Again, probably overreacting, but if it's tie, I, if you think it's close, it's a tiebreaker of Puka's favor. I'm not sure it's close regardless. Uh, all right, let's talk about the biggest price mismatch. Somebody who's being maybe a little bit overvalued right now in dynasty leagues. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun that I've ever had playing DFS because there's so many different players and so many different stat projections to choose from. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. And again, use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day on Monday show, Kate and I are going to react to all of the divisional playoff games Biggest takeaways, biggest winners, so make sure you tune in for that. But let's talk about some players who are overvalued right now in your Dynasty League. Who do you got? I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this, Marcus, but I want to talk about Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Zay Flowers, who had a really good rookie season, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed watching Zay Flowers play football a lot this year, but... We got to talk about the value because I just don't get it. And maybe, Marcus, you can shed some some insight that I'm missing out on because Zay Flowers is being drafted on average as the wide receiver 20 in Dynasty Startups. Wide receiver 32 in fantasy points per game as a rookie. Uh, among wide receivers with 100-plus targets, he ranked six in misforced tackles after the catch, which was like his bread and butter. But, like, thank God he did because he ranked 29th out of those 34 wide receivers and average depth the target. Uh, you saw all of his production uh, pretty much exclusively um, had come in games without Mark Andrews. And I we can probably talk a little bit more about Mark Andrews and his future because I know you have some bold takes there. But Marcus, he had six games, six games of 15 or more fantasy points this year. Five of them came in games without Mark Andrews playing. And I think that's a pretty telling stat here. I, again, one of these players I loved watching on the field, but I can't really find any stats that tell me that he is 
for fantasy, the wide receiver 20, especially when we have so many talented wide receivers ranked 34th in fantasy points per route run 31st in fantasy points per target, um, you know, 50th in yards per target, 75th in yards per reception. What am I missing here? Can I, I just want to say, I think he's priced appropriately. I mean, I think anywhere between wide receiver 20 and like wide receiver 25 makes sense for him. I, I don't think you can make a case for him to be higher than that. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm buying at that price, but I'm not necessarily selling either because I do like the talent. I love that he's paired with Lamar Jackson, who has just gotten better as a pocket passer every single year. And I think if you look forward, Kate, a little bit, um, I've got some serious questions about Odell Beckham's future. He's on a one-year deal. I kind of don't expect him to be back. And even if he is back, we saw what kind of role he had this year. Rashad Bateman is going into the final year of his deal in 2024. Um, Mark Andrews, I'm not sure how much longer Mark Andrews is going to be there. So I just think he's going to be the best weapon on this offense. He's the most explosive. He's the most dynamic. And if you watch some of these games, like he's – an inch or two away from just having massive, massive fantasy games because of a couple drops or some poorly thrown passes. I'm probably still buying the talent, but like, I'm going to give you an example. My guy, Rashi Rice being drafted a wide receiver 23. I would just much rather have Rashi Rice than Zay Flowers. And frankly, yeah, I'm not, and close. Marcus, I'm not ahead, close. ahead of this season, Zay Flowers was being drafted on average as the wide receiver 31. I'm just wondering what did Zay Flowers do this year that I'm missing from a fantasy production standpoint, from any standpoint, really, to garnish a 11 position jump yeah. in the wide receiver position for Dynasty Startup. I think I he know. looked good, but it didn't always translate to fantasy production. That's like what the, I'm saying. His if you play on the them, field was so much better yes, than the yes. score would indicate. And that is a point worth discussing because sometimes you know, real life skill sets don't always translate to scoring in fantasy. And sometimes we've, I don't know, I'm out at Zay Flowers at that price, but you know, I, um, I, I just want to give you mine really quickly. Devonte Smith is ranked at wide receiver 10 and that's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, three straight years of just like uh, one year at 900 yards, the other two just at a thousand yards, only two 100 yard games this season. AJ Brown's on this team. He doesn't get a ton of touchdowns because they do the tush push anytime they get inside the three yard line. I mean, listen, I know that it, I might come off as sounding like a Philadelphia Eagles hater because I've got Cowboy jerseys behind me. It has nothing to do with that. It's all about the situation. They've got a tight end that they throw the ball to. The quarterback likes to run. There's just so many other players that I would rather have than. Uh, then Devonte Smith and I'm going to keep naming this guy again, Rashi rice at wide receiver 23. I would just rather have rice straight up. I'm tied to a better quarterback. He's got the potential to be the number one receiver. He scores a bunch of touchdowns. Give me Rashi rice and a number of guys over Devonte Smith at wide receiver 10. I mean, I, I think that's fair. And Devonta Smith might also be another one of these guys where, his play on the field cannot be understated for what he does for that actual football team, but it doesn't translate to the box score to fantasy scoring as often as you would like. And I think both of these wide receivers feel like they have the edge and talent over a number of guys, uh, maybe in the similar range, but 
in terms of fantasy production, just not, not as much as you would like to see. No. Um, I, frankly, I, I don't know who's drafting him at wide receiver 10, 16 overall. That is absolutely ludicrous. No way. No way. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every single day. Go check out the show on YouTube. We post videos and shorts every single day over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the playoff games this weekend. We will see you right back here on Monday.